Welcome, friends, to today's program. We have another guest with you today that's going to bless you with an amazing testimony. Really, it's a, a miracle testimony, I would call it. We're just so blessed that God draws these people in to us for a blessing, to be a bl- for them to be a blessing to you. So get the wax out of your ears. <laughs> Don't leave the room. Listen carefully. God's got something for you. Melinda knows this uh, sister better than I do. I've just met her. Melinda is going to conduct the interview. So, Melinda. Thank you so much. And uh, we have uh, Cherry Larry Rankin with us today. And uh, Cherry and I grew up in the same town. And so that's how we knew each other. And then now he's, the Lord has reconnected us. And, uh, well, she's just got so many wonderful stories. She's going to be sharing a particular miracle that's just happened to her a year ago or so. But uh, we're going to have her back for some other ones because she's got some really good ones. But, uh, Cherry, uh, just welcome to the program today. We're so happy to have you. And uh, just tell us before you get into this miraculous healing story. Story. Tell us how you became a Christian. Well, many times. Yeah. Um, as you know, growing up in the same town, my mom and my grandmother was uh, really godly women, missionaries, just believe in doing community ministry, and they made sure we was well known about the Lord, introduced us to Jesus Christ at a young age, um, had us always praying and seeking the Lord for guidance and directions, never do anything in our own power. And all that we do, put God first and he will, will prosper. Um, I tell everybody that sometimes I feel like mama gave birth to all of us on the front bench of the church because that's all we ever knew growing up was church. We didn't know any, we knew other things as we got older outside of church. But for the most part, just being a Christian trying to live right, be men and women of integrity and walking in integrity. That's something mom always instilled in us. And your mama was a woman of God. Yes. Tell the viewers how many children, you, you know, how many siblings? We have, it's, I have 11 brothers and um, eight sisters. So mama had 20 kids, um, my mom and my dad. And the thing about it is that with 11 boys and nine girls, she had a set of twins and a set of triplets. And then she had another kid, which is the baby child, my brother. So in, in the thing that it was my mom and her two brothers, and it was my dad and his, it has his brother and his sister. So it was three and three. And they had a kid in every month of the year, <laughs> but January and June. Dad was born January 9th. Mom was born June 15th. Wow. So you know what? Oh, June 15th. That's my birthday. That's a good day. (laughs) Yes, it is a very good day. (laughs) But so your mama, I mean, she she basically raised, I mean, an army for Jesus Christ. Yes, she did. Uh, Because they all, you all became Christians because of your mother's upbringing. And that's just awesome. Yes. What a testimony. Yes, I know. It is. Yes. But um, so we want to get in now to what God has done for you, this miraculous healing testimony. You know, uh, I went on Facebook. And my sister said, oh, you got to go on Facebook and look at Cherry's testimony. And I read it and I knew right then. I said, I've got to get in touch with her to come on the program and share. So just start telling us what happened, Cherry. Well, I was having some issues. Well, first of all, you know how the enemy comes to try to shut you down. He comes to try to make you feel like you don't have faith in God. He always want to attack your body in areas that you know you're strong and want you to feel like there is no God. God cannot heal you, heal you and things like that. So I had um, was having some issues in my body, didn't know what was going on. And 
I just ne kept noticed that in my left side of my breast, I was having this, this issue going there. And I did a self-examination and I noticed there was a, a lump, a little knot that was there. And you know, faith with fear and worries. To be honest, I had the faith, but I had the fear and I had the worries. Because when you think of what the world say and you take it more into the world belief and more of God, then that's going to try to trickle in and cause yes. you to have the faith, have the fear over faith. Yes. So I said, well, let me just go to the doctor, get myself checked out and... I did, and um, my doctor said, well, we're going to monitor this. Is something there, so sent me for the mammogram. Everything seems to be like, okay, we're just going to see what's going on um, and monitor it. So we went. I went to the doctor, he monitored it, and um, they did uh, another examination. He was, seems to think that because it was moving, it was more like a, um, a milk gland, more so than what I wanted to say, which was cancer. So I went for another mammogram and it had grown. So then that's when he said, well, let me get you into a surgeon and let's see, let them look at it and see what's going on. So proud to me going to the surgeon to see what was going on. I went for another mammogram, which they did the diagnostic mammogram, which is more of an ultrasound 3D to see how much it's grown. And I knew something was wrong because when you go for your regular mammograms to see something, they take you in, they talk to you and say, it's this, it's, it's going to be okay. But when the tech had the doctor to come in, I knew then something is not right. Mm -hmm. Something is not right. So mm -hmm. I said, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. Yes. But God, I need you right now. Yeah. I need your spirit to rise up inside of me because God, I'm going to be honest with you. The fear is trying to consume the faith. Yes. I know what your words say. You know I live by your word. You know I preach your word. I teach your word. I share your word. I do. I know you're a healer. I know you, you can and you will heal. You don't want us walking around here in fear. You want us to walk around in faith and heal. So that was my, my, my declaration while I was there at the uh, for the ultrasound. And so I went back to my doctor. He said, well, Ms. Rankin, I got it set up for you to go see the surgeon. We have to see what we're going to have to do because it has grown three centimeters from the wow. time I went, which was like a month because it was getting bigger, had grown. So I went to the surgeon. So he said, well, this is what we're going to have to do. He said, I'm going to have to do surgery. He said, see if we can, we can, we caught it in enough time. He said, we did catch it, but we go have to remove the breast and do this. And oh, Lord. He said, this is what I'm thinking. Oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. You know, going back and forth with that. And um, he said, but it's going to be okay because it was caught in time. And he never would say what the it was. Yeah, he never did. He never came out and told he you He never came out cancer. and told me it was cancer until he actually was able to get in there. Okay. So he had the sheet of paper. As most of you know, if you ever go in for surgery, they have a diaphragm of a woman showing her breast. And he kind of showed me where it sat where he was going to cut, how he was going to cut, uh, and how it was going to, I'm going like, oh, Lord, but it was a part of me, mm. wouldn't fear, but another part of me was going like, is this really happening to me? Yeah. Is this for real? Mm -hmm. Is this really going on with me? This, I'm still saying this to myself. Say what? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, all right, sir. And um, so he set up everything for the pre-op. I went in, it was in the midst of COVID, Everything was going on with COVID. I went in and the young lady was sharing with me what to expect. 
um, couldn't have family members at the hospital with me. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. you know, when you when people go to the hospital and you're a woman of faith and you have church family, church friends, and your bio, your biological family that's gonna come in and pray with you and anoint you and cover you with oil and plead the blood of Jesus over your body Amen. and curse and bind and rebuke what's going on in the body, that one's was not gonna happen at the hospital that day prior to the surgery. So I said, okay, God, we're going to be okay. So my pastor um, coming into COVID had called for a morning of prayer. Every morning at six o'clock, he said the Lord had led him to pray. And he would get up in the mornings at six and he had different ones praying. This one particular morning, I, I was just so sleepy. I said, well, I'm going to get on the prayer line anyway. And uh, so I got up and once I began to hear him pray, the spirit of sleepiness just left. If that is just, and I was tuned in and as he was praying it was a different type of prayer it was a sobbing and weeping just God help us Lord God just do it Lord and he was just crying and just sobbing I, I, like, I never heard that it was like a welling in for the people for the souls and for healing and people dealing with this COVID and their mindsets and being depressed and a fear walking in fear of getting it and as he was praying I was laying there and um, I got up and I got on my knees and I began to get involved in the prayer. And the Spirit said, take your hand and place it on that area where the lump. So I did while he was praying. Two days later, it was the day I was scheduled to go in for the surgery. I went in for the surgery. Came out of recovery. Didn't think Try to touch and see what happened. Got myself together. Said, the doctor want to come in and speak with you. You know, you're still like in and out of it, not comprehending what they're saying. Now wait, I want to interject something here. You did something several days before your surgery. Tell them what you did, what the Lord led you to do every day. I was going to get to that yeah. part. Why? <laughs> I just want to make sure I was, you yes, I'm going to get to that part. <laughs> I just want so to make I can sure you back to everybody what happened prior to that. Um, so when the doctor came in, he said, Miss Rankin, when I went in, he said, I couldn't find it. Glory. Couldn't find the lump. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I'm sorry. I'm in amazing. pain. You cut me. Then I realized, okay, my breath's still here. So he said to me, he said, it was a small seed. And the small seed was what I had to move. That was it. Just to hear what I said. Thing. The seed. Everything starts with the seed. If the seed die, it can't grow. So when I was sitting there thinking, when I was waiting for them to get ready so they can release me, then my mind started playing back on everything that happened coming up to that particular day of my surgery. When my primary physician first told me what was going on. I didn't want to receive it, but I did receive it. So on my way from the doctor's office, I can remember leaving, coming to the doctor's office, and as I got at the corner of Capra Circle and Appalachia Parkway at that light, something went in my mind. These things goes out by fasting and praying. Amen. Amen. It said it again. Now, you gave us Matthew, the book of Matthew. My went to Mark. Okay. The book of Mark, the uh, ninth chapter. And I said, okay, so when the disciples went to Jesus, you know, the, the guy came, his son was vexed, he was a lunatic, vexed with the 
acting crazy and everything. Jesus was off praying. He thinking, okay, there's the disciples. There's the followers of Christ. They can heal my son. They can heal my son of this sickness. The disciples didn't know what to do. Everyone, I'm, I imagine, holding them down, praying and binding rebuke. This, no change, no change, no change. So Jesus walked up. Paraphrasing what the scripture was saying, he walked up and said, give him to me. Now remember, Jesus was over there fasting. So he came up after fasting and he came over and he spoke to it and it had to leave. Mm -hmm. So, and they go, okay, now Jesus, what's going on? Why couldn't we do that? He said, oh, you're a little faith. Some things has to come out through fasting and praying. Amen. That was a strong demon. That was the, the, it had set up house, as my mom would say. It had set up house. It did not want you to come in and take over its territory. It had put claim there. So you had to go to another level. So the another level you had to go to, you have to fast and pray. You got to turn down those plates sometime. You have to turn off that television sometime. You have to sell for social media sometime. So you can feed your spirit with the word of God. Amen. By fasting and praying. Amen. So that's what Jesus was saying to his disciples. Something on that level. I just felt like the Lord was saying to me, cherry on something on this level. You got to fast and pray. Amen. If you don't fast and pray. They're going to remove it. They're going to remove your breast. That's okay. But I want to be a witness. Amen. I want Amen. you to be the witness to show that you fast and you prayed and it was all dried up. Only Amen. thing left was the seed. He said a seed, not a little tumor. He used the word seed. It's something in the word. He said the seed. Amen. And when I began to fast and pray and when he said the seed, it reminded me when Jesus cursed the fig tree. Yes. Because yes. he couldn't produce anything positive. Yeah. Yeah. So he cursed it. Amen. What do you need to plant a tree? A seed. Yeah. So Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God, came in and cursed it. By me fasting and praying and trusting and believing God, I went on a fast from 6 a.m. until 3 p.m. I fast. And at 6, I pray. At 12, I prayed. And at 3 o'clock, I prayed. I prayed what the Lord was leading me. I prayed how Jesus would pray. These things come through fast. Satan get behind me. I'm going to live by the word of God. Amen. You're not going to win here. And then in the midst of that, I was listening to a gospel station. And Tasha Cobb came on with the song, Lord, oh, wow. make me a miracle. <laughs> I want to be a miracle. Hallelujah. Lord, make me a miracle. I want to be a miracle. So I lifted my hands. Lord, make me a miracle. Yes, amen. I want to be that miracle. Yes, amen. So many people lose hope. Yeah. When the doctor say they have to cut, they feel like that's the final say. But that's not it. God has the final say. You go through the motions, but at the end results, 
God is at the end. Amen. Amen. He was at the end. Amen. Yes, he was. It went away. Amen. What did your, did later, I mean, did your doctor talk to you about it? Did he, did yes. You, were you able to tell him well, what you did? He, woman of faith. My doctor know I'm a woman of faith. Oh, okay. Because sometimes he'll say, we diagnosed me with something to say something. I said, I don't believe that. I'm not taking that. Especially when he gave me some medicine one time, anti-depression medication. I stopped taking it. Now he referred to me as Dr. Rankin. Okay, Dr. Rankin, because if it's, if it's, if it's going to make you feel a certain way, why take it? I mean, I'm not telling anyone to take off, get off the medication, but my faith is in God. I believe the Lord. I trust God. Amen. But what's for you is for you. But that at the time was not for me. I was not going in. I went in thinking I was coming out with no breast. No breast. But also losing that to be a miracle because you all know they always say cancer and african-american females recovery is is limited it's a limited recovery for us as african-american females very limited some females can recover for 10 15 20 years so some african-americans can year two or three years later or sooner it comes back on us and we die from it. Mm. I've had an awesome friend that happened to her. Mm. So it's an old fact, but I want it to be that miracle. Yes. Because of my faith. Amen. I want my children, my grandkids and anyone that's associated with me and attached to me. I want them to know we serve a miracle yes. working God. Yes. Amen. We serve a God. But there's something they have to do, as you said earlier. There's a condition. Yeah, that's right. If you have any malice, unforgiveness in your heart, you've got to forgive. That's right. You cannot walk around with unforgiveness nope. in your heart. No. Nope. You cannot walk around with malice in your heart. No. Nope. You cannot. Those things cannot work hand in hand. Yeah. They cannot and it will not. Yeah. You cannot sow discard. That's right. You can't be here, as Mama said, you can't be here today and then jump over the fence tomorrow. You're going to have to be on either R. That's right. While you have that unforgiveness in your heart, that seed is taking root and growing. Yes, it does. Because you have so much evilness inside of you. And that seed is taking root. But you can still be a Christian. But you can still have something inside of you that can cause that seed as from the enemy. Yeah. The enemy mm -hmm. that can take root and grow. Yeah. But God wants to heal us. Why you everything we go through, everything, there's a word. Oh, there's yes. a word for it. Oh yes, amen. There's a word. And I tell everybody, Google, make Google your best friend. What does God say about malice in your heart? What did he say about lying spirits? Yeah. What did he say about backbiting? Yeah. What does he say in sowing discard? Yeah. What does he say about stirring up riffraff in your community? What is what does the word say about it? Yeah. You know, I don't mean to interrupt no, here, but uh, something come to me, uh, you're right, but there's something else that we enter into sometimes so easily mm -hmm. that is sin, and that's gossip. Mm -hmm. Have yes. you heard about Lula Bell, you know, mm -hmm. or whatever her name is, or whatever it is? Mm -hmm. And there's just something about the nature of people, once you hear something, you can't wait to go tell it to somebody else. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And see, what, and was you speaking about the gossip, when I was going through all of this, I kept it to myself. I moved in silence. I did like the woman with the issue of blood. 
-hmm. because you know back in those days if you was bleeding oh yeah you couldn't come around no. you was declared unclean that's right you had to stay out that's right you could come mm -hmm. but she stayed quiet she moved in silence no one knew she was there. She didn't tell nobody. I heard Jesus coming. I'm going to go and wait for him to come through. She told no one. Because you know why? Child, did you hear? Sister Sarah Jean going to meet Jesus knowing she's against the rules and the policy. She knows she's not allowed to go out amongst people bleeding. Mm -hmm. But if she had to told somebody, when they saw her coming, they would have they been looking for her and declared her unclean. And she would have missed her miracle. Yeah, that's true. If I would have told someone, child, did you hear? Don't tell nobody. They think Jerry got cancer. You speaking it. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Yes, amen. You have what you say. Yeah, and true. I didn't want no one to speak that over me. I moved in silence up until they had made plans for me to go into the hospital. And I knew it was time for me to tell my children what was going on with me. And I did a phone conference with my kids. My pastor knew. They knew. But because I, I knew they the watcher over my soul. Yes. And I knew they would pray. Yes. I knew they was going to pray for me. Mm -hmm. And I shared that. But other than that, and then I began to share uh, with the other people what I was going through. Amen. But but I said, but a God moment. Amen. God wants to heal us. Yes, he does. But he cannot heal us in our mess. Why did he tell the woman at the well about all her husbands? He went to her. He knew her heart. She was tired of being with all those husbands. That's right. What did he do with for the woman that, they, that was caught in adultery? He came to her rescue. And what did he say? You without sin, cast the first stone. That's right. Who are we to cast stones on each other's? That's right. We all have sin. Yep. We all have something we sin for. Yep. We all. But most of all, we have a sovereign God. Amen. That loves us so much. He will come see by us. Amen. When you well, I asked you, how do you feel? How you how do you feel physically now? I feel I am 61 years old, and I promise you, I feel about 45. Amen. <laughs> She's a spring chicken. Yes, she is. Amen. I Amen. feel good. That's I wonderful. I really feel well. I feel good. That's wonderful. I feel good about my life. I feel good about my health. I, I just purpose in my heart, God, you came to see about me Yeah. for a purpose. God has come through with for you, I know. I mean, you haven't told yes. us everything. We're going to save it for another program. But, you know, He is the God of the turnaround. And, mm -hmm. and that's the whole thing. Things are going to come against us in this life. Yes. Nobody's yeah. going to escape this mm -hmm. life without trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. But God says He's already made us more than conquerors. When yes. we come to know Him and through Him, you've been able to overcome every trial, every mm -hmm. tribulation, and every obstacle. And I can't wait for you to share yeah, it's this, just, this other testimony. It's like... Also. A, it's like the enemy center in on me to abort the purpose. Yeah. People talk about abortion before a child get here. There's a we can abort our destiny. Yeah. Even though we have life, we can abort our destiny when we give in to the enemy. The enemy's on assignment. It comes from the enemy, from yes. the pits of hell. Yes. To stop us from doing the will of God. Amen. 
That's right. And yeah. my my thing, Lord, I'm willing to go through whatever it takes if it don't save one. Amen. Just one, God. Because you asked the question, are you willing to leave that 99 to go after that one? Amen. You know, yeah. uh, just I want to just say just real quickly, though, that's what I felt like the Lord showed me when I found out this doctor that helped, mm-hmm. you know, assisted with my surgery, that he's not a believer. I said, Lord, if this is all, if this is why I had to take this path mm-hmm. to still be in contact with him and somehow God's going to open the door for me to witness him, it will be worth it. Yes. I mean, if one, if he gets saved, it will be worth it yes. to me yes. because that's just how valuable mm-hmm. people's lives are to God. Yes. Mm-hmm. He loves people. Yes. He said it's not his will that anyone should perish. Should not, not one. Not one. Not, not one, one be lost. Not one. You know, sometimes... Uh, I know that you know this, but at times we nullify our healing with the words that we speak. Mm-hmm. People asked us, well, how are you doing? Well, I had such and such and such and such and this and that. And uh, it's hard to answer, really, without, you know, I, if you say, I'm blessed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, well, I know that's not true. I know that you're not doing well. See? Mm -hmm. But, you know, you don't agree with what the devil's trying to do. You agree with what Mm -hmm. God's doing. And you would have nullified your healing Mm -hmm. if you hadn't ordered and directed your conversation right. Yes, yes, yes. You have to yes. tell the devil no, right, Cherry? You have to I tell mean, him no. no. Oh, no, no, you're not doing this to no, me. No, you can't. I tell no. him all the time with my children, my grandkids, yes. and people I know, no, you can't have them. That's right. You cannot. They belong to God. You cannot have them. Amen. Amen. My children, they belong to God. They're your the seed. Lord sent them to earth by me, just like he did Jesus by Mary. Amen. And when we get that mindset that the Lord sent Jesus here, he placed Jesus in Mary's belly. Amen. To save us. Mm-hmm. The Lord placed my five children in my belly for a purpose yep. and for a reason. Yep. And Satan, you cannot have my children. Amen. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Shall be. <laughs> it's yeah. my favorite scripture. Shall be. Yeah. Favorite, yes. Shall be. Favorite yes. scripture. Mm-hmm. Well, Gloria, Any final quite remarks? A, we quite wanna, anything else we want to share? Or? Uh, I would like before we run out completely out of time if you would look into the camera and if you just say whatever God gives you he may give you a word of encouragement for someone that's really struggling with with, uh, breast cancer right now he may just want you to just pray a short prayer but real quick because we're about to run out of time I would would just like to say by the leading of the Holy Spirit put your faith in God move in silence Take it to the Lord in prayer. Don't let the things of this world cause you to get caught up in the world. Sometimes we have to turn off the televisions. We have to turn off everything that's a distraction because they come in to to fill out, fill in that emptiness that we need to be communicating with God. Fast, pray, read your word, read those scriptures. What did you say, God? And you go back and he will tell you, my word will not return unto me void. It will do what he has sent it to do. He's a healer. He's a lover. He's a comforter. He's everything and all that you need. Praise and worship music. Everything. God got you. Amen. Amen. This is Bobby. Melinda. 
and Cherry. Cherry. <laughs> Saying, God loves you, my friends. Yes, we're talking to you. He loves you, and so do we.